you know, we got a lot of things going on in life. Everyone does. And so we tend to let the stresses and worries about life consume us so much that sometimes, you know, I think we all fall victim to it. At times we kind of forget about God and we get so caught up in our everyday lives that we just forget and it, and we can't do that. And because when we do that, if we keep forgetting, the more and more we do it, the more and more we don't realize, but we're just slipping further and further away. But if we can come to catch ourselves and realize it, you know, we can make some time for God and allow that relationship that we're talking about to come in and that can truly let our relationship build and grow and further it more and more. But, you know, and it's hard. Like I said, it happens to all of us. We have our days and the days go by so fast and we get so busy and we don't even realize like, man, I didn't, I didn't read my Bible today. I didn't pray. And, you know, it's nothing to make yourself feel bad about, but at least when we come into realizing that we should, we should, you know, have that desire to, you know, want to try to change it and, you know, work on it as you would any relationship. If you're, if you're lacking something in a relationship, you want to work on it and you don't want to beat yourself up over it, but, you know, recognize it and do what you can to try to better that relationship. And That's right. Um, I think it's, um, I don't think it's difficult at all. Um, I believe that uh, a lot of people lack knowledge and, um, we forget that Jesus himself came to seek and to save the lost, as Luke 19.10 mentions. He's, he gives us the invitation to come to him, all who are weary and burdened, and he will give you rest, as Matthew 11.28 um, states. That is, that is truth. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to think, like... How is it that a lot of people, as easy as it is, a lot of people have so difficult to connect in a divine or godly relationship with God? Uh, you know, and, and really, in many occasions, you can see people think, have an idea, wrong idea, that please God or have a relationship with God. It's something that you had to put yourself in a box, in a locked box, to prevent yourself from having any contact with the world in order for you to be able to <laughs> somehow have an excellent relationship with God. Because if you, if you have a person, if you contact with somebody, if you touch somebody, if you touch something, something then you feel that my be no uh, pure enough to have that relationship with God. Help me understand, uh, Brother Ernie and Raquel, this idea that um, in order for me to have a relation, a pure relationship with God, I have to be separate from the world. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just one of those things like, I mean, we're not going to have it all figured out and be perfect, but we, you know, in order to have that relationship, it is important that, you know, there are going to come some times where there's maybe some people or some things we have to separate ourselves from. And that's just the way it is though. And, and that's why God tells us to deny ourselves, to, you know, deny the things of the world. So we are going to have to separate ourselves from certain things and certain people, at least to an extent, like, you know, maybe there's some people you still want to keep in contact with, Maybe you can't really participate in everything they're doing, but I think 
there is a time where we should stay in contact with them because everyone needs Jesus. Jesus, Amen. Jesus is for all of us. And how is that person, you know, that maybe is living that way ever going to find out about Jesus or learn? You could be that only person to come into their life and tell them about Jesus. So I'd say, you know, you want to, you do, if they're participating in certain things that you know you shouldn't be doing, yes, you definitely want to separate yourself, but you don't want to like cast them out. Like we talked about, like the Pharisees, we don't want to like make them feel like they're just, oh, they're outsiders or they're just, you know, they're not with Jesus or they're not part of it. No, we, but we should still want to talk to them and help them out if we can. And, you know, plant, at least plant a seed about it in their lives and, you know, but and still talk to them, you know, but don't, and don't make them feel just like, oh, now that you got Jesus, you're like so much better than them, or you don't, you don't want to be around them. No, you don't want to do that, but you do want to, there is a, a line that has to be drawn when there's certain things that they're doing that you don't want to, that you should know you shouldn't include yourself in. That's when you would have to take your distance, but you know, you still want to talk to them, say hi, I don't have a conversation with them, you know. And just don't make them feel like so secluded to where they'll they'll never want to have that relationship with Jesus because every time now that you have it, you seem like you're just so much better or you or you're condemning them all the time. And so I say it, it's 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 it can be hard though, but it can you know, it's definitely can be done. What do you think, Sister Raquel? Well, having a relationship with God um with Jesus is based on God's grace through faith. Um we that's one thing we have to establish. There's um, a lot of people think that in order to have a relationship with Jesus, um, they have to do good deeds and, and do good things. And um, God, God's grace is sufficient. You know, Amen. that's not, it's not by the deeds that you do. Um, of course, having a relationship with Jesus Christ means separating yourself from, from all, all the sin that you've done in the past and um, choose you're choosing to live as Jesus would live. Um, yeah. And he left an example of that in, as he was in man, in flesh, Amen. on Amen. earth. Amen. I, I really agree that it should be easier because according to what we learned in the Bible, we know that God wanted to have from the beginning a very intimate relationship with man that's right yeah. woman now we know that the enemy trying to jeopardize that relationship right yeah through genesis all the way to revelation we know that enemy trying to continue again and again to disturb that relationship and if you can if you can only go to the description that we have in our uh intro uh, I think uh, let me let me share the intro that way everybody can see the description too. But if you can reach out there, First John four seven and eight. Like I think this is a profound truth presents a divine relationship with Raquel, Iggy, and Ernie. Join us this Saturday at 7 p.m. Central Time to our special episode number 22. Remember, Jesus is the nucleus in our relationship. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and does God. Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves 
is born of God and knows God. Hallelujah. He, and then, he, I mean, we even read eight. He yeah. who does not love does not know God, for God is it's love. love. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, this, yeah. this is a powerful scripture. And, you know, it is interesting that in that particular uh, book of John, it's one of the, the book that mentioned love. Yeah. More than any place. Yeah. And and then in one point he said, if you sinned, we have a lawyer, advocate. Mm -hmm. A person, Jesus, the advocate for you and for me. But also in another part of the same uh, book, he continues to say, Don't sin. Don't don't commit don't commit any type of sin, you know. Because if you have God, if you love, then you shouldn't. It shouldn't be able to commit that that right. type of uh, behavior. Yeah. And people would would bring this like, wait a minute, like there is a contradiction here because in the beginning he recommend um, not sin. Uh, he said that if you sin, you have a lawyer, right? Which is cr Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. And then in the other. Don't, don't sin because who know God, whoever know God and love God doesn't commit a sin. <laughs> you yeah. know? But this is not like in a way in, in, in a way that we are 100% pure and there is nothing gay because remember that until that day that we've been transformed from this flesh into a mortal, just like immortal uh, body, just like Jesus Christ, we will continue having in us. That's why in one occasion that Jesus asked the disciples to pray with him. One hour later, they were sleeping, and he said, mm -hmm. uh, I can see that the spirit is interesting. Is willing. Is willing to do it. The flesh the is flesh, willing. Because he knows that in our flesh, we still struggle and commit things. But when you have your mind, everything focused on on God, yeah. in that amazing relationship that you and I have with God, everything is, is very easy yeah. to go through. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because like you said, a lot of people make it seem like, so what are you saying? You're saying that if I have God that I'm never going to sin. No, that's... That's not that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is that if you have God, that that desire to sin will definitely go away. Like we may not be perf perfected yet, as not just saying eventually we will be, but you know you won't have that desire. That you know you might have a bad day and you might slip up because, like he said, because your spirit is willing. You're in your spirit. Right. Uh, you know you have that Holy Spirit in you, and so when you do sin. Your spirit is probably already told, the Holy Spirit's probably told you, already gave you that conviction, but your flesh was weak, so your fleshly part gave into it. But so, but if you have the Holy Spirit, the spirit that's willing, you know, over time, it's going to, those things that you were causing to sin or those things that you were doing to sin, that desire is going to be taken away from you. Like, you're not going, your desire isn't going to be to do those things anymore. Your desire is going to be, to do things that are more pleasing to God, and over time, you know, it's it's a process. You know, yeah. it's a, like they say, it's a sanctification process, and so right. it doesn't happen overnight. You don't say yes to Jesus and never sin no more. No, you're you're gonna have your times, but over time, 
the more and more you grow in this relationship, as we're talking about with Jesus, the less and less you're going to really have that desire to sin or to those old things that did make you sin. You're not going to have that. The desire is going to, I mean, sometimes it can. There's some things in my life that God has just completely taken away the desire completely. And then there's other things that are still kind of working on. But little by little, as I say, the process will go. And as you keep loving God and keep growing a relationship with him, the sin, you will sin more, less and less. Maybe you might not become sinless, but you will sin Amen. less. Amen. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, as um, that's in Romans 3.23. And we forget that God's standard is perfection since he's absolutely holy, but we all fall short of that standard. Amen. Um, Amen. So, uh, Sister Raquel, Raquel, my beautiful wife, you know, <laughs> I, I want to ask how we can compare that relationship with God and in our relationship daily because uh, one of the key points that God say is that how you can love a God that you don't see, or how you can, how, if you don't love your brother, sister, let us put it this way, that is right there physically with you, how you will be able to love a God that is spiritual? And, and it make it sometime that description, if you don't understand, it could be confusing and difficult to understand. So what you're saying is how can we love our brother? Um, how that relationship with God can be transferred to our I mean, daily yeah. relationship? Well, for, it should be an, an innate, innate um, desire. Like, you don't have to overthink it. It's something, it's a nature um, that is placed by God that... You are to love. There's, there's, there's no other way around it. You need to love. It's a, it's a need, um, uh, and it's not something that you overthink. I don't know if that makes sense to to most people, but um, I find myself a lot of the times um, doing extra things for people and um, just being nice and wanting to serve um, a person. And I do it without even thinking. It's something that just comes out. It just I just do it. I, it doesn't. It's not something that I plan on doing. It's just something that is done um, because it's in me to love. If I love Jesus, then it has to be in me to serve my brother or my sister. Amen. What do you think, um, brother? Yeah, I mean, she's that's a very good explanation. And I think, you know, it's like we can even go back to, like, when Jesus says he's going to take the commandments and put it in, into just two, and he says you're going to love your God, love God with all your heart and and love your neighbor because kind of even back to what we said, if, if, you ha if God is love and you love God and you have God and you love God and God loves all of us and you and God loves everyone, so then in return— if we're striving, you know, to be more Christ-like and he loved everyone, then he's given us the perfect example and demonstration that 
we are to love everyone or like she said was serving you know jesus even himself said i didn't come to be served but i came to serve others like even jesus is saying he didn't come to just be i mean he is you know god but he came to serve everyone to be here for everyone so he set that perfect example for us on how we should love one another so and he i mean there's even a verse where he says you know if you hate your brother you hate your sister then the love of god is not in you like we're supposed to love each other and we're and if jesus loved everyone and he's telling us to love him and he loved everyone and he set an example i think that goes out to we're to love everyone because if we don't love everyone then how are we going to spread the love of christ if we're hating each other how are we going to spread that love that that god is the, that you know god is love how are we going to spread god because if we're spreading love we're spreading god too because it That's says right. god is love he's the definition amen. of love amen in you know, in, in this time that we are living today, in this world, uh, I would say when we can see more often uh, really um, attack from anywhere. Like when you see mom and, and dad fighting, children fighting against mom or again, against a dad, brothers, between brothers, having a really, really difficult relationship. And all what God said is to, all what God from the beginning is that we first have a fellowship relationship with each other. And in fact, if we go back to the, to the principle before Jesus, the standard of love between, uh, uh, I would say, the love that you need to, to be able to love your brother and sister is love your neighbor like yourself. That was the standard. Yes. That was the commandment that God brought to, to the church, to the humanity. You know, because this is not only for people that believe. This was a standard for everybody. Right. Yeah. You want to... You wanna, have a favor of God, love your neighbor like yourself. But then Jesus came. Hallelujah. This is the amazing part. Jesus came and he said, now I bring a new commandment to love each one the way that I love you. Wow. <laughs> that level of love go beyond That's because right. we receive the gift we receive the the gift that we don't deserve through yeah. Jesus and that love is really beyond and we really want to have a better a better outcome in our relationship we need to start having a good relationship with God first because let me let me ask you both of you how is possible that I have a good relationship with my family wife if I don't have the foundation of a good relationship with God? Help me understand that, uh, brother Ernie, and then we go back to Raquel. Um, I think you know it. Having that relationship with your family or kids, it, I mean, 
as I said, it, it God gives you the greatest example all throughout scripture, you know, because God is referred to as, you know, our heavenly father. And, you know, a father loves his children. He loves his family. And all throughout scripture, he, he proves time and time again how much he loves us from all the things he's done from in the beginning when he freed them out of Egypt to making food fall from the sky. Then we fast forward, you know, there's battles that God's helped the people win. And then we go all the way to the New Testament, you know, having Jesus come and giving him his life for the whole world. And just time and time again, he shows us that. And then not just does he refer as he our heavenly father, but, you know, Jesus is also referred to as the bridegroom and we as the people of the church were his bride so he not only is he demonstrating the love of a parent to a kid but he's also showing you the love of a husband to a wife throughout it as he referred you know different ways he refers to himself and so all throughout it tells you how you should love your kids there's scripture where it says you know don't be too harsh on your kids because then they're going to rebel but then there's also scripture saying you know, you also want to teach your kid a lesson. You know, it's okay to have some punishment because God says if God didn't, you know, let you go through some some type of punishment type of things, then he wouldn't love you just as an earthly father you respect when he, you know, demonstrates his punishments if you do something wrong. But it's to help us learn from it in the same way as to the relationship between a husband and wife. You know, he tells us, you know, wives to be submit, submit to their husbands, which doesn't mean that they're just, their slave, but just, you know, respecting your husband and, you know, and letting them lead your family. But for husbands, he tell, he goes deep with that. And he tells husbands, you know, you have to love your wife as Christ loved the church. So ah, no matter, no matter where, so no matter where it goes, whether he's demonstrating love and discipline between a father and his kids, or he's, dis or he's demonstrating love between a husband and a wife. And then now you look at us, as you said, you have a husband, you have a wife, you have kids. So he gives you an example on how to love in each of those different ways all throughout Scripture. That's good. What, what, what do you say about this, uh, Raquel? Well, um, throughout the Bible, he establishes um, the importance of honoring your mother and your father, um, yeah. honoring your neighbor, honoring your, um, just relationships. Um, and I, and I believe he does it because, I mean, if you do not honor your mother and your father, you're stopping blessings from coming on you. Yeah. So it's like you're tarnishing the relationship that you have with Christ. If you don't have a good relationship with others including mother, father, brother, sister, or anyone else. So you're, yeah. you're, you're stopping the blessing that God has for you because there is, um, there is a, 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 a problem with the relationship that you have in the family or with your neighbor or your friend. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And I think the foundation of any relationship is God. But Amen. That's we right. We have to Amen. follow according his teaching, right? Because it is from from the the husband perspective. It is so quick to say, "Hey, the Bible says that you need to be submissed. Uh, you have to be a submission to your husband, wife." But guess what? It is also 
a husband, you need to love your wife, your wife like as Jesus loves the, loved the church. Hey, this is not a simple love because he no. even put his life for the church. Yeah. And, and to make it a very, very, uh, more than just, hey, I want to be there for you. No. He died for the church. Yeah. And that's the type of love that God wants to establish a, a relationship mm-hmm. with every yeah. human. And with the only race that we know that God said, right? Human race. Yeah. And, and you know, the love of God is so good that even though we continue messing up, he continued yeah. trying to give it the opportunity to connect, to encourage us, yeah. to encourage you to have a very divine, godly relationship with him, with your brother, with your sister, your friend. Because what is it what some of the things that the description said about love? There is faith, hope, and love, right? Yeah. And he continues saying that the bigger of this is love. Yeah. Yes. Because the essential of God, it is impossible to say anything that God is without saying God is love. Because I will tell you, I wouldn't be anywhere if the love of my Lord God wouldn't be with me. Because I, I don't deserve to be anywhere where I'm at. I don't deserve to be even here. But his love, his compassion said, Amen. you know what? I'm going to give you this. Because I want to establish a relationship with you. Yeah. And I, I believe that you guys can uh, agree with this. What do you think about... Um, a lot of times, I like what you said, um, Brother Ignacio. A lot of times people believe that they need to be in order to establish a relationship with Jesus, they need to purify themselves before coming into a relationship with Jesus. But it's totally the opposite. You come into the relationship, and then God starts to clean you. God starts to transform you as you're in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's that's, that's right. I mean, we talked about it at our church. You know, our pastor said it before, like, you don't, you don't get good and come to God. You come to God That's to get right. good. Like, Amen. and I love. I seen a pastor one time talk about you know, you wouldn't go take a shower because you're already clean. You take a shower to get clean. So Correct. come to God with, like she said, with your dirt and your mess, and allow Him to clean you up. Don't worry about getting clean first and then coming to God. No, just like a shower, you're dirty. You go take that shower to get cleaned up. So come to God with your messenger and your dirt and allow him to clean you up. But it all comes from the relationship with him, though, because he's not going to help you. I mean, he wants to help you, but you have to develop a type of a relationship and want, you know, you have to want the help from you have to come into that surrender, you know, with him. And I mean, now I just thought about it. I mean, just last he refers to us as being the bride and him being the bridegroom. We have to be that, you know, as the church, the wife, we have to come into that submission to God and submit ourselves to him and be submissive to God. And, you know, 
And he already did his part because it says love him like Christ loved the church. Well, he Amen. gave his life for us, so he already demonstrated he would he he'd give his life for us. So we, you know, should want to submit to him. And in that submission, though, come, that's when all the things start changing, and that's when he starts changing you. And as you grow in your relationship and you start to not just go to church, but you're reading your Bibles every day, you're, you know, having your secret place that you get away with God and you just pray and talk to God and cry or whatever you got to do cry out to god i mean it's okay sometimes you have that day and you just need to go cry to him i mean just like we come to our loved ones that we need to talk to we've had a long day and we just right. cry on their shoulder you know come cry out to them and, and let them know what's wrong with you and, and and you know if you're struggling let them know you're struggling he knows it but in a relationship like i can look at my wife and tell something's wrong but i would also like to hear from her what is going on i mean because you I'm not God, of course, so I don't know like God knows, but I still like to actually hear what's going on so I can know, so I can yeah. say, well, what can we do, you know, to help each other or help you and whatever's going on wrong with you. And That's right. Do you, do you remember, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Sister Raquel, that, or Brother Ernie, the, the, the last Sunday, one of the other part of that the preacher was talking about is spend some time outside after the services to connect fellowship yes. to fellowship yeah. with somebody mm -hmm. yeah. because even even in that particular instance you have people at church two years three years that you're not even having the opportunity to say hi yeah. or to know somebody at church yeah when you already have years visiting the same church. You know, specifically a church that is not big, you know, because in a mega church, mega church, whatever, it is impossible, right? Yeah. But in a regular church that everybody see each other, you know, I think it is important to fellowship, to have that relationship too. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Important. And, and the difference that it makes having a relationship or fellowshipping with someone just a simple hi, a simple God bless you, a simple hug um, makes a big difference to many people. There are so many people that are broken within the church. Um, there are so many people that are needy. There are so many people that are suffering in pain. So um, a simple hug, a simple God bless you, a simple I'm here for you makes a world of a difference Amen. to these people. Amen. What do you think about that? Yes, I mean, it's, it's so true. I mean... God didn't just put us all this many people on this planet for us to just not find a relationship or, you know, have other people around us. You know, he didn't want us to just high and by or just come in and, like, do it all alone. Like, he put a bunch of people. I mean, well, of course, he put us, it started off, it wasn't a bunch of people, but he said, be fruitful and multiply, and we made a bunch of people. But that was his intent, to be fruitful and multiply, because he wanted to multiply the earth. He wanted to multiply people in the earth. So I'm pretty sure that he wants us to have some type of relationship with other people, That's especially, right. you know, as Raquel said, there's so many people that don't feel like they have anybody, and they are alone, they are hurting. And, you know, a simple hug or hire how they're doing or just getting connected, like, you know, like we've talked about, our church has life groups and different groups and just getting around other people that are that are all just like we're all, just like Pastor Kevin says, we're all the same. We're, we ain't got it all figured out, but we're all waking up every morning and saying, Jesus, 
you know, here I am. I want to. I, I, without you, I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm gonna be all. You know, without you, I'm toast. But with you, I'm gonna be all right. And we're all right. in that same way. We're all waking up. You know, we don't got it figured out, but we're all trying to find Jesus. And it's important for us to have that community of people who are on the same page. We're all because we're all, and it comes down to it in life. We're all striving for the same thing. We want to, you know, we want to be better people, and we want to have a relationship with God. And then when we get in a group of people we can learn from each other like like right now with this podcast like this all started of course i met ignacio and raquel at church and we seen each other but then we had a life group now we got a podcast and i learned so much stuff from them we all learned stuff from each other my yeah. wife included we all my wife all four of us you know now we hang out you know we learn stuff from each other and then it just keeps going and growing and more people we meet and learn and we're all growing and we're all coming to see that we all got stuff in our life that we're struggling with, you know, whatever I'm struggling with, you know, the next person I might not struggle with, but then that person, what they're struggling with might not be something that I'm struggling with, but we all can learn to grow and learn different things from each other to help each other with those struggles through life. That is so true, brother. Yeah. We learned from each other. We, we start just doing something and boom, became a fellowship. And thanks to that uh, fellowship that we have, we learned. We we even get excited on, on learning or hungry to learn yeah. more about yeah. the Lord, you know, because I think um God while you are here in this earth, God have a lot to continue keeping us. Right. We are not we are now yet on the top level until his second coming. Right. And and I don't know if we mentioned that, but we usually we are talking about the, <laughs> the end times. End times, <laughs> you know. And today is supposed to be the, I believe, third church, or that we were discussing. But we take we took a pause because we think that it's so important to have a divine relationship. Now, we were talking about divine relationship with our friends, brothers. But what about the relationship that the world wants you to have, which is so far from God? What about these things that we are seeing in, in our job environment, in, in the street, in the community, at school, that they want you to be engaging in what they call a good relationship with the world, but no? anything related to God. Yes, it's easy to fall into establishing a relationship with things of the world and falling into those traps, um, mostly because our relationship with Christ is weakened. So when, you when your spiritual man is weakened and your relationship with Christ is weakened, what happens to your um, physical man, it becomes strong and it's going to want um, sinful things because our flesh is a, a, a sinful nature flesh. Yeah. So um, it's important to, um, God gave us free will and it's important to walk away and know if you have, if you have a relationship with Christ, it's important to walk away, stay away from worldly things and know I'm focused on Christ. I'm focused on the eternal, which is my spiritual. Life. Amen. Um, um, going back to what you were mentioning about the difficulty in establishing 
relationship with Jesus, I think in order to um, find establishing a relationship with Jesus Christ easy, you need to first know he is the creator of the universe. Amen. And he, when he knew you when you were in your mother's womb, um, he knew you before you came to be and know that you were selected. He is accessible. He's accessible to you. Um, he's not someone that you have to be like, oh, holy thou. No, you can talk to him the way I'm talking to you right now. You know, Amen. you were selected. You were nominated. You were chosen. All you have to do is say, Lord, you know what? I can't. This life is hard. Yeah. Amen. And he'll meet you right there where you are. That's right. That's right. It's so true. And that's that's it. You know, like a lot of times we get caught up and we try to make it more complicated yeah. than what it really is. When it's that's right. it's not complicated. God's not complicated. God tells you He's not a God of confusion. He's not here to confuse you. Can if you're feeling confused about something, that's the enemy trying to confuse you to get you to distract you and get you further away from God. No, get in His Word, and you know it. It can be. It's not He. It can be confusing at first because like anything that you're first learning about, you don't understand it right away. But that's where the relationship comes in. When you truly get into that relationship, then those things that seemed confusing, you'll come to find out like, oh, my gosh, like it starts to the word when you're reading, it starts to speak to you. And you're like, I get it now. It's not it's not confusing anymore. Like, I get it. But that only comes from the relationship part, like. Like, I think I've talked about it a long time ago before on one of these episodes, but, like, when you first get in a relationship with a person, you don't know everything about them, and you don't understand them completely right away. No, you get in that relationship, and then you learn more about that person. Well, the same thing with God. At first, you're not going to know everything, and even the more you go in a relationship, I still don't know everything about That's it. Right. But I have that hunger that I want to know more, and I want to grow more, and I want to develop a deeper relationship. And the more and more I get closer and deeper into that relationship, the more and more I understand, the more and more he reveals to you. Amen. And the more and more you want to just keep going and going and you desire this hunger. And, and even even with that hunger, you'll still have your days where, as we said, the spirit will be willing, but your flesh will be weak. There's days, like I said, you get tired and the day just goes by like quick like that. And you're like, oh, my goodness. And I didn't get, get no time today. You know, I was busy at work and then I was getting kids or this or that. And... It happens, but just mm -hmm. try to remain, you know, rooted, you know, in, in God and, and allow that to push you to want to make some time for him and, and, and just continue in that relationship with him. Amen. We are arriving to the end of this episode, which is full of many amazing things because yeah. the divine relationship really is what we want to establish. Because if you have an excellent relationship with God, with Jesus Christ, you know what? Your relationship with your wife will increase. Yes. Your relationship with your daughter will increase. Your relationship with your friend will increase. Your relationship with your parents will increase. Because when you submit to God, to that divine relationship, there is nothing else more important. That you right. want to mirror, to mirror that relationship with anybody around you. Right. And thank you, everybody. Let us invite 
Brother Ernie, yeah, you can yeah. invite. Like, always we want to invite y'all to our church. That's the Fellowship Texas City, and the address is twenty two twenty two Highway one forty six Texas City Texas. And we're gonna have to change that thing up there because now that today tomorrow is the last day we have two services. So starting next yeah. week, it is three services. It'll be at eight fifteen. At 10 o'clock and 11.45, three services, that's three opportunities to, you know, to come. And, and we just, we're hoping for big things, just like we were with, you know, our the pastor that preached last week was saying, like, we're we're right here with our pastor. Like, we we, we all want to do big things for God, and we want to help to build his kingdom and bring Amen. people to Christ. So we got a whole nother opportunity, a whole nother service Amen. to invite people to have, or for you to invite people. And it's just giving that much more of an opportunity for us to to grow the kingdom, to, to bring people Amen. to Christ. And we're, um, we're, we're right there with our pastor at our church. We're, we're, you know, he wants to go further. We're everyone's, we're all trying to go further. We want, yeah. and you know, it's all about God, you know, even though that's we right. may, it's the church that's growing, but it's God's church that's growing Amen. and, and it's not to glorify the pastor. We're not idolizing, glorifying the pastor, anybody at the church. We're all, right. we're all the same. We're at the, our pastor right. lets us know he's does not, he does not want to be on this pedestal where he's above but he's he's a, a man of God and he's hungry and he Amen. wants to, he wants to help God you know he wants to build more and we're right there on the same page like we want to build we want to, we want the church to grow. Amen. Right before we leave, I would like to make one statement and that is, don't just make God part of your life, but fall in love with Him till He becomes your life. Amen. 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 That's so true and and also. Please like and subscribe and share. Please let's let's get this word yes. out. You know, please share, support we're, us. We're, please yes. share it, get it out, give it a thumbs up, like it. You know, yeah. spread it. Maybe somebody saying to hear this. You know, share it, send it to them. Right. Like, subscribe, and we love y'all. And we're not perfect, but we're striving to be perfect, and we're striving to give to just spread the word out there. So help us out. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you. God bless y'all. One and. I like always. We invite you to be to join us next Saturday, same time, seven p.m. Central Time. And this is profound truth. Bye bye. Bye. God bless you. God bless.